Hey, Merry Christmas. It's Dave from CheapWineFinder.com. And today we've got another companion podcast, and this is for the party season. We've got a wine from Aldi, a unexpected wine from Aldi. It's a $19.99. Yeah, that's a $20 wine from Aldi. That's unexpected. But it is the, let me grab the bottle here, Monsigny. Brute number three champagne. That's right. It's a 20 buck champagne. Um, let's see. In Europe and Australia, Aldi wins awards for their wines all the time. I mean, they're always doing something. I mean, they're the bang for the buck wine, uh, the wine sellers of those regions. That's just who they are. In the United States, not so much. I mean, I've had some good wines from Aldi, but, you know, um, and, you know, and bang for the buck, but you're, they're not winning awards around here uh, for whatever reason. Um, but in Europe, uh, this wine has been around for maybe 10, 12 years, this champagne. And over the years, they've had different champagne houses making it for them because Aldi owns the name, and they they would just fill in whoever you know because they they're trying to keep the costs down. But since 2012, it seems like the same champagne house has been doing it, and I'm not positive uh, because it's hard to be positive, but. Um, Check out the website. I have who they are, and I have a link to their website so you can find out about what they say about their wine. And this is a champagne that is 60% Pinot Noir, 30% Pinot Mounet, and 10% Chardonnay. And that's important because um, there was, in Europe, uh, there was an international wine festival that this Aldi bubbly one best of class. It beat forty and fifty dollars champagnes. It's famous in Europe, and I'm you know I, I when I bought the wine, I put it into the uh, in Google and looked it up, and all I'm reading about is how great this wine is, and then I start reading about you know the different people have made it, though it seems to be for a good seven eight years the same people have made it, and uh, then I look, it's a different uh, blend and. That means something. These non-vintage wines, one of the reasons they make them non-vintage so they can taste the same every year, year in, year out. But in this case, the okay, I get that it could change because they're having to make wine for American market rather than the European market. So they have to come up with a different blend that meets the price criteria and blah, blah, blah. So I understand what they could, and I think it's the same production house that or a champagne house that made the award winning wine but i wasn't positive and uh actually this stuff's really good <laughs> check out the uh check out the uh the review i'm gonna have a sip yeah, this stuff's really delicious one of the best entry-level wines i've had in a while and i get to drink champagnes um you know most of the you know if you're totally into champagne you you want the special edition the extended triage you know it's the the the, the uh, vintage dated ones that's where all the action is and the entry level ones are really good and i you know i love them but this is really good i mean whenever 
The one thing I learned about doing the cheapwinefinder.com website is always go with your first impression. Don't overthink it. I mean, because often how you first feel about the wine is actually how you do feel about it. You can talk yourself out of things. And on my first sip, I went, wow. <laughs> so I'm thinking, ah, okay. No, I love Pinot Noir-based uh, champagne. And this is a Chino, Pinot, Chino Noir, Pinot Noir-based champagne. Um, so, you know, I kind of like that better if you're a Chardonnay person or whatever. You might prefer a different style, but that doesn't take anything away from this bubbly. And I'm going to take a sip. Hold on. Yeah. It's really uh, almost creamy. It's not quite creamy. Um, it's it's not like sometimes they're. It's like the the the, the city can make it a little bit brittle or sharp. This has got a smoothness to it. Um, the flavors are there. The flavors are beautiful. They're not ripe. You know, it's got the cherry flavors, but not bright and juicy flavors. You kind of get sometimes. These are flavors that are tight and 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 controlled really nice it's a it, it's got a finish it just doesn't quit i mean it, the body of the wine is what the, the the finish is and it just keeps going until you take your next sip and the acidity well buy two bottles because you're going to be drinking a lot of this because you're always i mean i always take two maybe three sips during a, uh, one of these podcasts and i'm actually trying not to take too many because you know it's all gonna be sipping and not talking about it and there we go this is a um this is a, a negotiant um, uh, champagne, which means they they don't own their own um, vineyards and they don't even possibly make the first fermentation. You know, you know that uh, champagne has it's the traditional method. They, they they ferment it once and they put it in the bottle and they add yeast and uh, sugar dairy bottle and close it up. And then a long time later, at least a year and a half and probably more. Because this is on the creamy side, um, the longer it's in the bottle, long time, the second fermentation lasts, the creamier it gets. And this ain't quite creamy, but it's getting there. So it's, I think it's got a little bit of an extended uh, fermentation, which for 20 bucks is crazy. You know, I don't know. They don't tell you what they do with these things and what's what. Uh, but beta negotiants, not unusual. Um, most of the champagne houses you've heard of don't own their own uh, vineyards. I know one of the biggest ones, uh, their their entry level uh, wines. They they buy grapes from hundred different vineyards, one hundred, you know. So uh, that's how things go in Champagne. It's um, you know, it's how they put it together, not who grew it. So and and plus, there's so many rules and regulations there. You know, Champagne has been a prestige item for a long, long, long time, and to do that, they really are strict on. Uh, keeping the quality up and there's rules and regulations for everything so that they buy from other vineyards isn't a bad thing because everybody does they bought the, this the, these grapes are from the same vineyards as the name brand ones are and that's not a bad thing because there are rules and regulations for every aspect of how they grow the grapes to um how they make the wine and you know so this is a house uh uh i think it's called at phil's and sons um, or, and it's, um, they have the exact same equipment as everybody, you know, champagne used to be really hands-on and, and labor 
you know, lay, a lot of labor to make the wines, but not so much anymore. Everything's kind of been modernized. So everybody's got access to the same equipment. And there are tricks of the trade. The, the best champagne houses, the one you know the most, have um, have honed their style over decades, if not centuries. And, you know, they're, they're iconic. But that doesn't mean a newer champagne house. I think this is from the 80s can't be good too. I mean, there's no reason. Actually, they get to learn from everybody who came before them. So there you are. So this may be a negotiant. It might be someone who's buying from everybody else and getting leftovers from this house and that house. But if you pick right, and Aldi does have a huge reach, um, most distribution, and they don't have the Europe, Australia, America, and I'm not even sure if they're in Asia or Central America or Africa. Most places don't have that kind of reach. They have huge buying power and selling power. So they can come in a little cheaper than everybody else. And then all these does very tight on their profit, you know, so they can come in cheaper. I was thinking that, oh, that this was going to be a party champagne, that this wasn't going to be the one you'd want to pour for New Year's Eve, uh, you know, for the toast at midnight or for a special occasion for an anniversary for a wedding. And when I had the first sip, it's like, there's no reason why you shouldn't do that. This is delicious. Why, you know, pick champagne, not because it costs too much, because you love it. And I actually really like this. I mean, and it's got a lot of stuff going for it. It almost disappears in your mouth. It's dry. It's still brute, but, you know, um, the best champagnes to me, like you almost don't have to swallow. They just disappear when you put it in your mouth, when it hits your palate. And this one almost does that, and it's delicious, and it's balanced, and it's great, great flavor, and it's. I'm gonna shut up, and I'm gonna uh, turn on um, Netflix and finish off the bottle, if you don't mind, because um, you know I got a bottle of champagne with me, and I've been talking for too long. So, um, have a happy, merry Christmas. I'll be hitting you for some more New Year's Eve party wines coming up after Christmas. So, merry Christmas, y'all. Uh, Keep it cheap, uh, not too cheap, because this is the time of year for giving. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.